Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. This is Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Timothy Go. Now, unsurprisingly, COVID-19 has taken its toll on people's mental health and stress. In fact, Rachel, a survey by software company Oracle found that nearly 7 mm. in 10 residents here in Singapore said this year has been the most stressful one at work with more than half struggling uh, with their mental health this year more than the last. I can imagine that we were talking earlier about mm-hmm. juggling all different aspects of your life and where the work ends and home life begins as barriers merge. So how can organizations in Singapore beef up mental health support for their employees, especially during this pandemic? Well, to find out, we're joined now by Zakir Hussain, Singapore editor at The Straits Times. Zakir, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Zakir, tell us, why is there a growing focus on mental health at the workplace? I think we understand why, but perhaps you can tell us what the growing focus is. So, I think um, COVID-19, you know, put a lot of strain on um, both workers as well as employers. And I think the realisation, especially now that the figures are in, you know, folks seeking help, again, reported incidents and instances. And, and you know, the recent um, periods of sort of uncertainty, you're back to the office and then now the default is working from home and, you know, we're still uh, trying to navigate this hybrid um, shift. So I think that's why the realisation that um, mental health is, is, is a key thing. And I think employers need to find ways to um, balance these two things. Now, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here, uh, Zakir. With, with mental health being a big focus everywhere in the world now and so much more during uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, is there sort of a particular age group that are having more trouble here? Because there are, you know, probably a generation of employees who are just so used to this no uh, division between mm. work and home and family. And you get calls mm. or emails uh, from your bosses at any time of the day, whereas now you get countries with ban these types of things. So, Like Portugal, is, yeah. That's exactly, right, like Portugal, Portugal. It's illegal, isn't um, it, now to Portugal call your employees recently, after work? I think there is another country somewhere in Europe, uh, was it France, also bans these kinds of things. Is there a sort of an age group breakdown as to who we're seeing having more of a challenge in dealing mm. with mental health issues this time around? I think so. So I think, you know, millennial workers, younger workers, um, especially those who joined the workforce uh, during the pandemic and never mm-hmm. quite had the full sense of an office experience. In fact, I think, you know, given the churn in, you see in some sectors, I think you probably have workers who joined and quit organizations or companies um, without having physically been in the office. And I think sometimes the, the, the challenge of support, especially young workers who may be living alone or, um, you know, living with family and juggling other family commitments, Um, home-based learning, young parents, I think, also face similar challenges. Um, So I think particularly groups of of workers do feel the mental health strain a little more than others, I'd say. 
And Zach, you talked to us about the changing perceptions when it comes to tackling mental health, because for some, it can be difficult and challenging to speak up and say, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time. They may worry about their career prospects, their promotion prospects. Mm-hmm. You know, there are also there are so many different things at play here. So how are perceptions changing towards mental health care, specifically within the workplace? So I think there's been a whole uh, range of efforts to raise awareness. And I think increasingly manpower ministries work with uh, firms to try and come up with guidelines and, and practices. And I think um, the tripartite partners as well have come up with similar efforts. So I think you're seeing companies being forced to, you know, place mental health quite high up on the agenda. And mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, if this extends to giving unrecorded leave, giving staff time out, mm-hmm. checking in on staff regularly, even organizing mental health sessions and forums, just so that, you know, issues like burnout and uh, overexertion are, are tackled. I remember, Zakir, when I was freelancing for a PR agency in the UK, they had in my contract what they called duvet days. Ah, yes. yes. So if I woke <laughs> up one... feel... Yeah, have... like not going to work and just staying, in, staying under a duvet for the day. Mm-hmm. That was part of my contract. But I thought that was quite interesting. And that was just to say, hey, sometimes, you know, you might be a bit overwhelmed with work, but it's, it's okay. Just take a break. Yep, and I think that's what my colleague Ching actually reported on today. I think you know, uh, firms like Google have have started uh, reset days. Um, quite a number of social uh, agencies, uh, agencies that that tend to be more public facing, um, hospitals tend to be a bit more aware of uh, some of these needs. Um, and hopefully, I think uh, more local firms step up and and um, schedule or provide for such mm-hmm. breaks. Yeah, exactly. And because in Singapore, we do have a culture or a system in which mm-hmm. if you cannot make it to work, you do need to go to your doctor and get that medical certificate. Otherwise, it won't count as a sick leave. That's right. Or if you test the RT positive and send a photo and uh, that counts <laughs> as an MC these days. But the thing is, how do we now with, with, with more companies and organizations uh, recognizing the mental health issue, which is an important issue, do we then tiptoe around our employees who may just say, I'm having mental health issues? And then what can companies do in this case? Because as an employer myself, I don't want to be taken advantage of when somebody does this to Mm -hmm. me. But at the same time, I don't want to put pressure on somebody who may not really be feeling up to to, to work that day and, and don't want to add the trouble for that person as well. Yeah, I think I think that's a tough uh, juggling act. Uh, everyone's got to work around. I find. Um, I guess it does boil down uh, to trust to some extent, right? Do you trust your employees to be responsible and and you know actually uh, be down when they say they are down? And I think it's the toughest thing or the worst thing a boss can do is to say is to question whether an employee is really sick or really. Um, depressed or really down when 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 um so when, when I, he or she says he is and i faced some of that actually in in, mm-hmm. in recent uh, months as well <laughs> i will i will give you an example here because i've experienced this myself i have a, a member of my staff who uh, genuinely not having uh, a good day and started 
uh, sending me messages that was very concerning to me. So what I did was call the authorities and ask, what can I do? And when mm-hmm. I asked my staff to call this particular helpline, he says, no, I'm just joking. I'm fine. Oh, gosh. You know, um, things like that, because if they know they can play around with their employer's head, they might do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really not nice. Although I think the repercussions for that staff member, if she he or she does that, you know, regularly or or, or gets a reputation for doing that, mm-hmm. aren't aren't good, I'd say. And I think we've got to allow for some of that. Yeah. I mean, the example I had was was you know, um, a young employee just says, you know, I've just I've I've just been very distressed. I you know, um, he he had heard disturbing news. It wasn't it wasn't in the case of a personal tragedy, mm-hmm. but it was was a bit more about you know, um, say the school that you went to was was to be closed down, or um, you know, uh, your favorite childhood spots was no longer going to be around. I mean, stuff like that can affect people differently. Yeah. I think we've just got to be sensitive to these Definitely. things. And Zakir, yeah. so what can employers do then to help step up efforts to tackle, you know, mental health and, you know, support their employees when they're going through difficult periods? I think one of the best, uh, I, I, it, it's something, I think, I think one of the things employers need to do is to just adopt a non-judgmental posture. Mm. And I'd say uh, recognize that employees might need that personal space, you know, just as we would give employees um, some slack or time off if, if say a tragedy happened in their family, you mm. know, or if they've lost a pet. I think if we treat um, mental health um, conditions with sort of similar latitude, that would probably uh, help the relationship uh, in a long way. And I think just as COVID-19 transformed, you know, uh, employee-employee relationships uh, in a way, I think mental health is just one more way where employers can can be attuned to it and can be a bit more sensitive because I think staff do recognize some of these gestures mm. and might be more willing to work harder or to just, you know, contribute more if they can, I guess. Well, this is a good first step, and we definitely do have a long way to go for organizations and companies here to improve our workplace mental health uh, care in Singapore. Thank you very much, Zakir, for joining us uh, this afternoon. Zakir Hussein, Singapore editor at The Straits. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.